0: Welcome to Dear Husband, Dear Wife with Danny and Jenny Fuentes, a podcast about dating, marriage, and sex, where we break it down, keep it real, and unashamedly go there. Our goal is to foster a space that welcomes you to have conversations with us regarding these topics. And since we believe in seeking the truth about these topics, we guarantee to keep a biblical perspective in all things related. So go ahead and grab your favorite drink and or put those earbuds because it's about to get real. Hello, yo, welcome, welcome back,
1: what's up, it's been two weeks, yeah, we messed up, (laughs) Uh, Jenny had a big headache one week, and then the next week, uh, we literally just forgot, that's true, so um, this is us catching up,
0: yes, well, welcome back, we've missed you guys, Um, and thank you so much for tuning in, yeah. To dear husband,
1: dear husband, and dear wife by Danny and Jenny. (laughs) That's us.
0: All right, well, welcome back, guys. We are so excited to be back. Um, thank you for your grace and for your patience. For those of you who've reached out and asked what's been going on and why we haven't recorded, thank you, really appreciate it. Yes. So today we're going to be actually talking and diving into a really interesting topic. Um, we're
1: going to switch it up a little bit.
0: We are. We are. We're actually really excited about, well, I am excited to be talking about this. I don't know if you are, baby. Are you?
1: It's part of the agenda, so we have to.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. This is the problem with recording with your husband sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we are going to be talking about, it's a hot topic, and it's a hot topic that is very good for people who are dating, people who are married, people who are engaged. Yes. So, actually, Danny was the one who brought it up. It wasn't even me, so that's what I'm asking you, We were excited to talk about this.
1: Yeah, babe.
0: Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so it's gender roles.
1: Yes, gender roles.
0: Gender roles in a relationship, which is a really, really big, hot topic. So
1: mm-hmm. It's a touchy one, too, for some people.
0: It really is. It really is. So, you know, I just... I think one of the biggest things that we should really just jump into diving is basically what you and I believe about gender roles.
1: Um, well, gender roles, I think it's always going to have a background depending on how parents uh, raise their kids. So it all kind of comes from that. Obviously, the uh, American standard uh, perception of gender roles, or at least what things look like in a marriage, is the wife stays at home uh, taking care of of the house, cooking, cleaning, all that stuff, while the husband goes off to work and brings home the check. Yeah, yeah. yeah, You know, so that's your that's your practical standard um, perception, you know, of a marriage. But obviously, you know, according to um, today's time, it is completely different. Um, I have come to find that a lot of young women are starting to really despise cooking <laughs> in general. And I will admit this is very surprising to me because it's like, what, you know, and I know some I know I have some friends that have spouses like their wives don't actually like to cook at all. So, you know, that's obviously uh, another another perception in a marriage where you also have to consider, like, okay, what does that look like? You know, and obviously what you know, how do you go about that?
0: Definitely. I think that's what you're talking about. is a traditional uh, point of view in regards to marriage. Um, You see that a lot. You saw that a lot in the 50s also um, where the husband is the breadwinner and he is the one that provides, wife stays at home, and whatnot. And obviously times have changed. So um, I want to bring your attention. So I'm going to bring your attention to two uh, points of scripture today so that we can kind of stay on on task and on focused, And just so you guys know, we may not finish this conversation today. Uh, so mm. there probably will be a part two, cause there's just a lot that we want to kind of talk about in regards to gender roles. So just giving you a heads up that that's probably what's going to happen. So I think the first thing that we need to realize is um, Genesis one, right? If we go back to the beginning, um, we have to understand that our gender is actually foundational to our existence, that God created human beings in his image, both what male and female. And they complement each other if we look at Genesis 1.27. And so both genders are called to rule the earth and uh, be God's representatives. So in this case, in Genesis 1, there is no such thing as hierarchy at the beginning when it comes to ruling the earth dominion over animals dominion over you know whatever um basically you know that part aspect of that and but they were also created both male and female were created in relationship with each other and uh with all human beings so each gender is both fully human and both genders are needed in order to represent the completeness of humanity so what does that mean that means that both males and females basically are both the same in essence of as fully humans so we're both humans we're not less i'm not less lesser of a human because my husband's a man and my husband's not lesser than a human because i am a woman um so you know that's really um the beginning of what scripture teaches us right at the beginning of the gecko at Genesis one. But then fast forward to the new Testament and then we see Ephesians five, right? And basically Ephesians five, Paul writes a lot about, um, just, you know, the way that marriage is supposed to look like. And so (laughs) I I was actually having this conversation with Danny right before this, um, podcast or this recording and there is obviously the traditional point of view where um you know traditionalists basically believe that um men are in some ways inferior is it inferior or is superior. it superior superior there we go superior than women and women are inferior to men um and that's definitely not us
1: <laughs> sometimes
0: Not
1: even. Sometimes I feel inferior.
0: Oh, no, 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 that's not a good thing. Um, Then there is what we call complementarians who believe that um, basically men are responsible for the spiritual and well-being. They're the head of the house based out of Ephesians 5. And basically... The husband still has authority over his wife, but in more in a more organic type of way. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. And then some complementarians can also be a little bit of the what, what they call egal- egalitarians. So this is a little bit of a nerdy podcast. I don't know if you notice. I'm kind of throwing out words here, but they're theological words, right? And... They do not believe in hierarchy but in voluntary submission of the wife. They believe that the husband is the head of of his wife and not the head over his wife because authority is not synonymous or a definition for head. And then there is the egalitarians who believe that mutual submission is the ideal in marriage and that there are no limits for women in also church ministry. So which one do we fall in?
1: Are you asking me?
0: Well, I'm, a- I'm asking, um, yeah, I'm asking you, yes, I'm a- actually asking you which one do we fall in, but I'm also asking probably, if anything, our audience, which one do you probably fall in, you know, mm. as you start thinking about when you start dating, when you start, you know, yeah. get married, or how your marriage is, yeah. kind of like. So we came to the conclusion as we were talking about this that we are a lot more egalitarians, right?
1: It's a fancy word. <laughs> makes it sound very sophisticated
0: so in other words, in other words, egalitarians are like co-captains and complementarians, the husband is the captain. yeah now, the truth is, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing?
1: It all comes down to, I think, again, personal um, personal lifestyle and and upbringing. Um, You have people out there. I'm sure that some of you out there or a lot of you, I don't know, um, have been raised with the traditional type of marriage where, again, you know, the husband goes out and works and he brings home the check while the wife stays at home, takes care of the children, watches over the house and cooks and cleans and, you know, is running, doing errands and all that. And the husband doesn't really um, have to worry about all that. And then you have other upbringings where both mom and dad are, are a team. They're, they're a team and, you know, they help each other out or whatever, you know, hey, you tackle this stuff and then I'll tackle this stuff. And, you know, it's, I think, it, again, at the end of the day, it all, it all chain it all comes down to, to what we've grown up to see. In my case in particular, my mom was the one, you know, going to all the school meetings and all that stuff and you know, whatever it is that, that involved me being at a certain location. My mom was the one that always took me. Um, my dad was always, you know, at work. He was a small business owner. So, you know, that was, that was his, uh, responsibility kind of thing. And it wasn't until like years, years, years later, I, I found out that when it came to like discipline, my mom was the one in charge. And then my dad will, would only step in when my mom felt like she could wasn't getting through to us so that was you know the kind of thing that I grew up with so I figured you know that that's what it was but obviously you know it's it's different once you're married because again that's two different people coming in to in a an agreement in marriage to live together in spite of the many differences
0: yeah Similar to Denny, my parents' marriage was. Well, actually, my parent my parents' marriage is a blend of both, um, complementarian and, and egalitarian. Whatever I can't say, it.
1: Yeah, egalitarian. Can say
0: there we go. Um, Just
1: say eggs. Eggs. <laughs> <Wailos. laughs>
0: No, no. Way those. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's stay on topic. Let's stay on topic. Egalitarian. Eggies. Yeah. Eggies. Um they were complementarians and eggies. Egalitarians. <laughs> yeah,
1: see, it helps. <laughs> Just think eggs and automatically you'll think no. egalitarian.
0: <laughs> okay, this is so wrong. <laughs> but anyways, um but there is some aspect of traditional traditionalism in my parents' marriage, even till today. Like, not to throw my parents' marriage under the bus, but, you know, um, m- there are moments where my dad really does expect my mom to have, like, a meal served at the table, and where m- my mom has to pick up my dad's plate mm-hmm. and clean it. Like, my dad true? hardly ever picks up his plate. Um...
1: I'd like to know how that feels one day.
0: <laughs> hey, I do I'm pick up kidding. your plate.
1: <laughs> I'm hey, just i just kidding. I
0: do pick up your plate. Um... <laughs> And then there is also um you know financially, they operate unfortunately, they don't operate as one, they just yeah. operate separately,
1: completely different,
0: yeah, yeah, like they all navigate they both navigate their own finances um but then when it comes to discipline, it's the same thing. I think my mom has always been the most strict one, and my dad wasn't um
1: i think your I think your dad was always. Strict, at least from when I met you guys. Yeah, to a certain extent. To I a think certain extent, there were certain things where your dad, like, well, you could tell, like, your mom would take care of. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't, it, but if it didn't get handled or taken care of at yeah. a certain time, and and the issue kept persisting, then your dad would step in and shut it down.
0: Yeah, and so I think one of the most important things to actually take into consideration is asking yourself the question of like culturally, and also how you grew up, how that ends up affecting your gender. Not that you're affecting, but how it ends Whoa. up, um, you know, basically.
1: Affecting your perception. There we
0: go. The perception of gender roles in marriage. Yeah. Yeah, or in relationships. So, yeah. I think about that all the time. Um, Because in our case, the truth of the matter is that in our case, we we operate as co-captains, you know. Well, now we do. Yes, it wasn't it that wasn't way.
1: It wasn't that way because you initially already walked into this marriage with the perception that you were going to do everything. Because yes. that's what you saw. Correct. So, which made sense because I noticed it. And it's not that I never wanted to help in anything or, you know, just stand there and look at you. But I noticed that that was your environment. You could tell that that was your environment, that you took uh, you took care of everything, and so I figured, okay, you know. Yeah.
0: And that was kind of exhausting.
1: Well, it was very unhealthy.
0: It was within our first year of marriage. Like I just remember feeling burned out. And I mean, I was I would come from work, I would cook, I would do all the laundry, I would clean. It was, you know, I, I had this unhealthy, what we consider unhealthy point of view of, of marriage where it was extremely traditional, very traditional. Um, no,
1: well, I mean, that would make sense if that was the expectation. Yes, you but never placed that, that expectation that what, that on wasn't me. wasn't the expectation. No.
0: And, that, uh, and that's and that's really good for us to say that it
1: was just it was just hard for you to see it that way because again you grew up in a household where that was not the example.
0: Correct. My mom did the laundry. My mom cleaned. My yeah, mom. your
1: mom did everything. My mom leave. did
0: everything, though. Granted, my dad did step in to clean sometimes. Right. Though, granted, my dad sometimes cooked meals. So yeah, I, I think, think only
1: on the weekends.
0: Yeah. So I think like it was very much more on the traditional. Slash complimentary. But in
1: our marriage, when we first started, when we first got married, that that wasn't the case. Like you, again, you just took over because that's how you grew up and that's what you knew.
0: Yeah, and I think one of the most um, pivotal moments of my life in our marriage was when you sat me down and you basically told me that you were not expecting.
1: I wasn't expecting you to do everything. Exactly. That, in fact, you actually, wanted to help me. Yeah, but I was actually waiting for you to say something. Yes. And I knew that you never would say something. Correct. So then I said, I wouldn't be surprised if I have to take you to the hospital because you're you're too afraid to say something or to ask for help.
0: Yeah, because I was stressing out. Yeah. I was, I was performing out of stress. I was performing out of the anxiety of either disappointing you, which is so sad yeah, if you think about my. it.
1: Don't disappoint me, babe. Never. <laughs> Don't ever disappoint me.
0: <laughs> so, so. And that
1: explains why you were getting sick like literally every month. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you only had like no illness for like a week at a time.
0: Yeah. Which explains a lot. and And which explains why defining gender roles is very important at the beginning of a relationship, of a marriage, because. Those expectations, I mean, they will seep into your first year of marriage, your second year of marriage, and it can eventually become very either toxic or it can become very unhealthy and stressful. And that's what you are trying to prevent a feeling in your marriage, because that's not what you're supposed to feel in a relationship. In a relationship, you should not feel pressured, but instead you should be able to feel like, wow, we complement each other and we serve one another well. We love one another well. And even scripture teaches us that, you know, that true love is, is being able to give ourselves selflessly and loving one another. And even as a, it's a type of sacrificial love. Right. And so in our nine years of marriage, I've seen that, you know, develop even further where Danny and I, I could confidently say we're co-captains, you know. And for some people that might not that might not be the way that they like to, you know do marriage and that's okay. But in our case, it has definitely helped us be very, very healthy when it comes to our marriage. And it's because I was also raised to be a very independent woman. So I was raised to be very, very independent. And that's because my dad only had girls. And as a middle child also, I found myself constantly, you know, being the savior or trying to (laughs) help and solve everyone's problems. And so I became extremely independent, plus the trauma that I got to see in the verbal abuse and the physical abuse that I got to see in my parents' marriage kind of put a, defined like a a, a wall in a way where I, I was like, nope, that's not going to happen with me. But then I realized that I ended up all of a sudden changing in my first year of marriage where I felt like I had to perform for my husband so that he could be happy when in reality, Danny never enforced that in our marriage. And and hey, baby, I want to say thank you. Honestly, you're welcome. Yeah, no, no, seriously, thank you. I know no, you're saying. No, seriously, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> no, I know, I know. But I think about that all the time, and I am a very fortunate woman to be able to be in a marriage where both my husband and I we co lead this marriage. There's going to be moments where Danny, they, there are moments where Danny is not doing well emotionally, spiritually, mentally. And that's where I step in and vice versa. There's moments where I am not doing well emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and I have seen my husband step up. And so, you know, those are things that, you know, that I that, that have definitely played a role in our gender. The other thing that I want to say, though, for the men, I want to speak to the men right now. I think one of the, <laughs> I think I think one of the things that I really have come to admire about my husband that honestly like to me it's like i'm not trying to be nasty here but like it's like a turn on it's like it's like a it's a way of like wow like
1: it excites you in your body
0: (laughs) and in my heart you know i think and it's it's the fact that danny's vulnerability and i think so many men are afraid to be vulnerable with their wives or with their partners i think you know this idea of especially in the western culture or even in the latino culture the machismo that you know that men are supposed to be strong men are not supposed to be emotional men are more aggressive i have really come to appreciate the softness of my husband and the idea that he can actually cry and it doesn't make him any time any more or less of a man if he's expressing his emotions And I think that has also helped our marriage. And I wanna definitely encourage all the men in a marriage to not be afraid to be able to express your emotions and to be able to say, hey, you know, today I am hurt or I'm feeling this way. Or there's moments where Denny, you know, would come home when he used to work in a very toxic environment and he was really frustrated and angry and sometimes even tears were shed. And that made me see my husband in a different light. It made me appreciate his humanity, and it made me realize that he also is human. That he does feel all the emotions that I'm also feeling. And I think that's that's really important in a marriage to be able to share that vulnerability, both women and men, to be able to share that vulnerability to each other. Because unfortunately, you know, in a Western culture and especially in a Latino culture, I don't know how it is in other cultures, but it's, it's very common for men to be perceived as strong, as non-emotional, like they don't even shed a tear or very aggressive. And that's a very unhealthy way because if we look at the image of God, if we really are created in the image of God, then you get to see in scripture from beginning to end all the various emotions of God, from anger to pain, to hurt, to Jesus crying, you know, to um, experiencing joy and laughter. So it's delight, you know. All of those emotions were created and were embedded in us. And I think women and wives and girls who are dating or ladies that are dating, I encourage you to create a safe space for your significant other, for your, you know, husband, for your boyfriend, for your whatever, fiance. To be able to express his emotions, because I think that's that's very important too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. It's you know it's, again it's um. It's very interesting, um, you know, to meet people that. That have a certain perception of what marriage is like, and again, it, it, it's two different people coming in together under one roof, um, agreeing to make life with each other. And you know, we kind of tend to forget that it's it's always going to be two different people. I mean, granted, you'll have similarities and you know differences that that are that are attractive, but at the end of the day, it's two, it's two ends of this, two different ends of the spectrum, you know, coming together as one. And so when it comes to gender roles, it's very interesting, you know, again, for Jenny and I, obviously, you know, I've, I don't know, I've always felt it in my heart to just, to kind of, to be a partner because I don't know, I just, again, it was different for my parents my mom did everything. My dad was just the guy that went to work. And he took care of all that stuff. Um, not to say that my dad, like, you know, <laughs> would just come home, kick his feet up, and expect, like, everything to be handed to him. Um, but for the m- for the most part, you know, without my parents even realizing, I'm sure, um, that was the lifestyle that they fell into. So there were obvious moments where my mom required my dad's assistance or where my mom wished that my dad would be more involved in and you know what my dad's reasons were to not be involved or to not want to or he just couldn't that that I don't know but for me you know at least for us Jenny and I being in this marriage as long as we have I've I've had moments where I feel like man maybe I should help her with this or maybe I should do this for her or maybe I should do that for her and even to this day it's 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 kind of a surprise to her because again she doesn't expect it she assumes the responsibility is 100% on her and so you know when she kind of goes into that kind of mindset it bothers me because it's like okay well that's fine but later on I don't want to complaining that I don't do this or I don't do that cuz the truth is you won't let me do it <laughs> you're just going to do it for me yeah so but, you know, again, we're constantly reminding ourselves that yeah, that we're both partners and you know, we're both equal in the eyes of God and it is my job as a husband to be um what Jenny needs me to be and to be supportive and to help and to, you know, take whatever load we have to take and if if it makes things easier for Jenny then then that gives me that gives me joy and it gives me peace because then that means that Jenny gets to enjoy her rest or whatever, you know, she wants to do. But, yeah, I mean, again, it's gender roles. And it's not just in marriage in regard to, like, who does what or does the wife do this or does the husband do that. But there's definitely more to to gender roles within a marriage.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I think, yeah, if anything, it's, like, the idea of being able to serve one another and love one another and be able to sacrifice you know part of, of of love is sacrificial love right like there's the concept of like there's moments where i'm going to put denny's needs before mine and vice versa and that's very important to us especially in our marriage i think we operate in a way that it, it's very helpful for the two of us to be able to talk about okay today i'm not going to do this or today I'm not going to do that, and or asking Danny for help and saying being extremely straightforward with Danny and saying I need you to do this and I need you to do that for me. And what I appreciate is that Danny doesn't get offended when I ask him to do something. And you know, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm very fortunate. I'm very blessed to have a husband like that, and a husband who really puts my well being before his own. And I think that's what really what marriage and love is about. You know, when we think about Christ and we think about the way that he models how to love one another, and he also models how he loved the church and loves the church is he's constantly putting us before him constantly. And that's what he did in the cross, sacrificing his entire life so that we could have full access to him and full access to the kingdom. So, In a way, if we model marriage like the way God has intended it biblically from Christ and God, sorry, Christ and the body of the body, which is the church, then we would be able to know that, or at least we would be able to see that the way that true love, genuine, healthy love is by being able to serve one another and put each other's needs before our own. So, yeah. I think that's really important as we talk about gender roles. So, in the next episode, we're going to briefly talk a little bit more We're going
1: to We're going to touch base on gender roles when it comes to spiritual things.
0: Yes, and also the way that we do different things, like the way that we have seen gender roles played in our own marriage.
1: In regards to spirituality.
0: Yes. And in regards Yeah, and, and in regards to our marriage. All right, y'all. See you at the next episode. Thank you guys
1: for joining us. Hope to catch you on the next one. Catch you on the flippity flip.
0: Flippity flip flip. Adios. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. We really enjoyed hanging out with you. If you really enjoyed hanging out with us too, then we ask you for one simple favor. Go ahead and leave us a review and let us know how we did. We thank you so much, and we really appreciate your time. We look forward to seeing you next week. Adios.